Welcome to Coconut Oil Stardust and Dope Vibes. This is the May episode. We are full swing in the middle of coronavirus and so many other things that have to do with evolution and transformation. Um, So we're going to talk about a little bit of all of that today. Definitely wanted to make sure that I discuss where we're going in this May episode. Like it's unbelievable that the year has gone by so quickly. We're almost in the fifth month, almost halfway through the year. There's been so much happening and there's so much more to come. Definitely, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, I want you to go back to a couple of the last episodes because there's some things that I talk about on there that have to do with 2020 as a whole and where we're going. And just, I want you guys to, even if you do listen regularly, go back and listen to the info for the past few months for the monthly cosmic forecast that I do so you can kind of measure yourself, see where you're at. Definitely look at the full moon energy and the new moon energy. See where you're at as far as manifesting and where you're at as far as intention setting. So, welcome to Coconut Oil Stardust and Dope Vibes. I am your resident fairy godmother. Tamara, Angela, and let's get started with this cosmic forecast because there's some super interesting energy that is going to be happening that I'm going to call it interesting, but I'm going to also say how pivotal it is. You guys will kind of hear me sipping on my tea. I always have a glass of tea ready while I'm talking. I want you guys to have your wine relax yourselves have your sage lit or your incense lit so let's get going um first of all i'm gonna start out by talking a little bit um giving you guys a little intro really into june um because what we have happening in may is actually a huge segue into june june is going to be may and june are going to be super pivotal for this shift one thing i want to say is that i don't think people were prepared as they should have been um for how this shift goes because what happens is people they're just like okay there's going to be a shift some things are going to change And you think it's just going to be this momentary thing. No, transformation is a process. The shift is a process. Um, And so there were many steps that we were supposed to take along the way. Lots of realization, um, just lots of newness that was supposed to happen. So I just want to kind of start there because what I'm kind of getting from people is like, hey, what's going to happen next? What's coming next? Almost as a way of finding some kind of comfort 
and knowing where you're going to place your foot next. But when you do that, that's not necessarily having um, faith. It doesn't mean that you have any faith. It just means that you're just going to kind of follow um, noted instructions. But that's not how this works. And that's really not what the lesson is. Well, one of the main lessons um, is in this space of evolution. So I wanted to kind of make that part clear that even for some of the spiritual collective, we're not always getting downloads or information to kind of say, oh, this is definitely next. This is definitely next. Because part of leadership is um, empowering and encouraging you to be tapped in on your own. I'm no good as your resident fairy godmother if I don't encourage you to use your own intuition. You guys aren't supposed to depend on me. You're supposed to depend on your own spiritual team and your own guides. So May and June are going to really push us to the limits where that's concerned. June, we come into eclipse season, so that's going to be exciting. But that eclipse season is going to essentially kind of um, do cleanup. So think of how like something erupts on the street. And then somebody's got to kind of come through with that push broom or whatever and clean it up. June is going to be that <clears throat> that kind of level of cleanup. So May is introductory because uh, to a lot of powerful change agent energy because we have a lot of things that are going into retrograde at the time. Um, the powerful three, Pluto, Jupiter, and Saturn are all going into retrograde. Venus is going into retrograde. So let's just get started talking about May. May, um, just in summary, it's all about helping others. We're seeing that by and large with how humanity is coming together during this time, during this pandemic. I see people just sending cash apps to folks like, hey, you're an essential worker. Let me get you lunch. I see people offering to pay rent, collecting resources for food, clothes. I see all of these things that we know were happening prior to this, but now it's like, you know what? I don't know who else I can count on for this, so let's come together as a collective and really, really help each other. So part of the Age of Aquarius mindset humanitarian efforts we're already stepping into this if you listen to the we are the ancestors episode i talk about how a lot of the energy that we're experiencing now is prepping us for the age of aquarius um and it's not us because we won't be here the age of aquarius is in another like 150 to 160 years so but it's prepping mindsets mindsets have to change long before something um, approaches and y'all know we had a lot of work to do so we're tapping into community we're tapping into what connectedness looks like um, and understanding who the collective really is who these collectives are so that connectedness 
you know, we're learning how on technology, how technology kind of serves us on a larger scale than what we ever thought we needed at this time. And we are also taking time out to connect with folks. Maybe you guys just chatted all the time on Facebook, but now you all have connected in a Zoom chat and it's like, boom, I haven't actually felt your energy or heard your voice in years, but here we are on the Zoom chat. It's having a good time. So there's this sense of how do we link together to make sure everybody has what they need? That's coming up. Those themes are coming up. But this is also, um, and for those of you who follow, I've been talking about this for a while too. This is also a time where things are going to really show and prove. A lot of what, um, a lot of people ask me, well, how do I use discernment in choosing my spiritualist? How do I use discernment in choosing my spiritual guru? How do I know that the person that I've been following on YouTube forever who does card readings is legit? How, how, how? This is a huge question I get all the time, but it has a lot to do with your own ability to tap into your intuition. It's not a concrete thing. And the thing is, people have varying gifts. And sometimes what I find is that maybe a guru they're they're actually just in the wrong lane like they actually have spiritual gifts but it's not translating because they're into something else that they really shouldn't be doing they should actually be over in another area where they would prosper and thrive but for whatever reason they're choosing to do something else this is also a time um and i'm using i continue to use just such a old school kind of biblical word charlatan This is a time where you're going to really see clearly who can do what, because in leading, there should be some type of epiphanies. There should be some type of measured growth. You should be able to see who you were when you stepped in with working with that person. Now, sometimes that growth doesn't occur because you simply were not able to be vulnerable enough to do the work, but sometimes that growth doesn't occur because not anything wrong with the spiritualist that you chose and it's not anything wrong with you it's just not a mesh you have to be with the person who challenges you not necessarily the person you like that's where your growth comes in we want to be with somebody we like oh she seems like me she seems cool no your growth comes from dealing with the person who will whip your ass into shape And really snatch your edges and make you see things from a different perspective. That's where your growth comes in. So we're really in this place of building community. I said tapping into community, but really we have to rebuild some of these, this this sense of community. Um, We have to rebuild what it means to actually be connected. I've been talking about attachments versus spiritual Uh, connections and so we have to really rebuild what all of that means and there is a space where the spiritual collective so these things are coming in waves along with June and all of the eclipse energy there's also going to be a new wave of folks who awaken these awakenings have occurred in waves 
And there are some people that woke up in, you know, when everything kind of sparked around 2011, 2012, when Neptune moved into Pisces. There were some folks that woke up then. There were some folks who were awake long before that. There were some folks who um, woke up around 2016. They've been working, 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 doing what they're supposed to do. Some folks actually accepted their calling. So there's a difference between waking up and there's a difference between accepting your calling. Um, you don't have to be a spiritualist to accept your calling, but if you understand what your purpose is, then there's a calling that you have and you have the op- opportunity and the option to accept that calling. So there were some folks around 2016 or so, they accepted their calling and they've been walking through. We're in 2020 now. Um, and it's time to really, really execute because you should have been working, working, working and ready to really present because spiritual warfare had always been a fact of life. And we always knew that there was going to be a time coming where we really had to serve. That time is now. Your spiritualist should be serving um, and, or, and not signifying. My grandmother used to call it signifying old school like you know you show up look at me look at me but you're not really showing any value just signifying you're just there um you just want to be there you want to be down you want to be in the space she used to call it signifying so there's going to be another collective of people who in this space they are accepting of their calling um, but at the same time, they're going to have to learn right along with the people who are awakening. Um, so there's new folks being added to the collective come at least by June. It's going to be a new wave, a new movement of that. Those folks are already kind of, they may have been hitting the snooze button around now, but it's going to tug at them so deeply that they can't avoid it. And that's what your calling feels like. It's like, yeah, stuff isn't working. I'm going to need to go ahead and do <laughs> what I'm being pushed to do. So those of us who've already been working, we have to be prepared. We have to be prepared to mentor. We have to be prepared to work. But we only have to be prepared to work with those who are touching and agreeing to be a student. We do not have to be prepared to work with people who are just messing around in curiosity and they're just signifying. We don't have time to deal with people who are playing. We don't have time to deal with people who want to dibble and dab and do stuff for the gram. We don't have time for them. Um, and y'all know I keep it 100% on this podcast. Like, I don't mind hurting feelings. We don't have time. We don't have the time, nor do we have the energy to play around with people who are playing because this is real. We are really in a space where service counts. And so as uh, people who have, those of you who have accepted your calling, don't feel like you have to play around with people who are, that you have to deal with people who are playing around. That's not who your charge is. Your charge isn't somebody who is not for real. Your charge isn't to help them to remove the fear. They have to already come to you ready to lay down fear and not pick it back up. They're not prepared to do that. They're they're not prepared to work. And it's okay. They can maybe 
catch on with the next wave that'll happen at least by 2025. But they'll have to contend with why they're not where they're supposed to be and how slow things feel. That'll be on them. So, starting out, um, I want to talk a little bit about these retrogrades that are happening this month. Namely, this Pluto, Jupiter, and Saturn. Um, I did a post, how was it, last year, 2018, somewhere around there, about the power of three, the power of Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto. So Jupiter, it's like they come as a trifecta, they come as a trio. Jupiter is your power, your resources, your knowledge, your propensity towards being benevolent. Um, Saturn takes that resource, takes that energy, and organizes it and says, these are the rules for your life. These are the lessons that you should learn. Um, and you take those those resources and that knowledge from Jupiter to apply it to the lessons. And then Pluto comes in the backup and says, look, did you learn these lessons? Did you do what you were supposed to be doing? And if you didn't, the rebirth part of Pluto kicks in where it says, all right, you're going to have to go back to square one. This is why it always feels like things aren't moving forward because somewhere in there karmically, you didn't come through on the lesson. You, you missed the pop quiz. You failed it. Um, you didn't quite do exactly as was needed. And so you have to kind of go back again. That's why it feels like, oh gosh, like I'm never moving forward. It's simply because you have to do a little bit more shadow work to move through. So these is a trifecta. We're going to have Pluto retrograde in Capricorn. Um, and that Pluto retro in Capricorn um, sees us in some pretty powerful energy to just kind of revive ourselves. Um, but that Pluto retro in Capricorn happens the end of April, April 25th. So as we move into May, we're already in Pluto retro in Capricorn. And so that Pluto retro says, you know what? This situation is dead. Don't go over there and resuscitate that. Let that, like, let it go. Let it go. Because you can't pick it up with you and then take it with you and then be upset because it comes back like pet cemetery and it ain't exactly what you wanted it to be. You knew it wasn't what you wanted it to be, but you revived it. So Saturn is transiting... Aquarius for the next few months and then it's going to go back to um, its home state of Capricorn but Saturn retro in Aquarius is going to be pretty interesting energy because it's going to give us a mirror of what the age of Aquarian life is like Um, and it really triggers us into living that age of Aquarian energy so there's going to be Uh, an ability to pause and just kind of assess your current movement and progress since we've gone uh, Saturn into Aquarius. Where can you stand to be a bit more free thinking? Um, Where can you stand to move a little bit more free? It's like you should have boundaries, but they shouldn't be so rigid that you can't make moves. Um, And this Saturn in Aquarius is asking you, like, where can you step out of ego and really tap in and and help some other people? Then we have uh, that Jupiter retro and Capricorn. So this is you organizing your resources during this time, um, structuring your benevolence. Like, 
just because you have it doesn't mean you have to just give until your pockets bleed. You need to look at where you're giving too much and with no reciprocity because that's not purposeful. And being a martyr is never what giving is all about. So we want to restructure your energy towards what actually ends up um, being more purposeful. Structure that. It's like you have these things, pay attention to where your energy is going. Pluto, Saturn, and Jupiter in retro this month. Um, actually, all of those say retro. Um, let's see, Jupiter is retro till September. Um, Saturn's retro until September as well. Um, and Pluto's retro until like beginning of October. So this is going to take us through to the fall pretty much with this mindset asking us just because you can should you like there's lots of things that you can do but should you be doing them like are they purposeful we want to build and organize the collective not for the sake of trying to overpower anything but for the sake of walking through transformation in a way that is productive so as these planets go into retrograde, it's really taking us into a space of organizing to help as that new collective awakens in June. Because remember, May is all about tapping into community, rebuilding community, and how we are collectively conscious. Um, so next we're looking at... Um, we're going to talk about the full moon and the new moon. I kind of like to talk about those later after we go through together, after we go through some of the other alignments. We have the North Node and Gemini. So North Node is also going to be retro this month. North Node is your karma and life lessons. When I look at your um, natal chart, I look at the North Node to look at um, any past life karma and things like that that may be affecting you in this life. Um, so with the North Node going retro and Gemini, it's just really seeking lessons through general curiosity and just social connection. So this kind of ushers in a space where, where the collective can really dig in and uh, bring us a new aesthetic. This is part of that Renaissance energy that's happening right now. Um, in retrograde, it's asking you, how do you add to the universal collective and evolution on a large scale? But on a personal note, you're going to want to mentally align yourself based on um, current social status needs and thought processes and communication. So pay attention to how you communicate with yourself this month. Um, that's going to really feed into you activating your purpose on a larger scale. I want to take a moment to kind of talk about a meme that I saw, and I think I may have talked about this on another episode, but I want to bring it up again because with all of these retrogrades this month, I feel like this meme is, um, it speaks to the energy that we're currently going through. 
So there's a group of folks who are just like, you know what? There's so much happening during COVID that I can't see to make any moves. So I don't need to be productive. I don't need to do these things. I can sit down if I want to. That's true. You can. You have the absolute right to get some rest and relaxation. Um, and you have the right to feel how you feel during this time. Um, but what I see is because people like to use the word triggered. I'm going to go ahead and use it because y'all like this word. What I see is the folks, a certain amount of folks being triggered and feeling away because there are other people who find this energy magnetic and empowering and encouraging because that group of folks feels like, you know what? This energy is making me more productive. It's making me more focused. I really want to tap into my into my my purpose because there's a group of folks that are there. They're the ones who are pushing through to another level and that's good for them. It's also fine to sit still. It's fine to do both. But what I'm finding is because someone says, "You know what? I'm energized and motivated." There's a certain group of people that are like, no, I can sit still if I want to. You don't have to assert that. You can just sit still. The reason why you're asserting it is because you may not be listening to what your soul is asking you to do. If sitting still was really what you needed to do, it wouldn't matter who's moving around you. You would be like, good for them. I'm glad that they have it in them. I'm going to sit still. But the reason that you're vexed by them moving is because your soul has asked you to move and you're paralyzed by fear. You're not sitting still. You're paralyzed. You don't know what to do. That's okay. But what you have to do is admit that you're paralyzed. You have to admit that thinking through this process and seeing all of this evokes a type of fear that leaves you paralyzed and exhausted. Then you won't project what you're feeling onto someone else who is taking this energy and moving in it because this this energy is highly productive. It is highly conducive and supportive to making next level moves. Like I said before in this other podcast, there are going to be some people who come out of this millionaires because of how they're perceiving the energy and because of how they're taking opportunity. If you cannot take opportunity because you have valid things happening, that's okay. It doesn't mean you won't have other opportunities. Now, because in this day and age, you also have to preface things and have caveats because people don't listen. What I want to make clear is I'm not talking to people who have endured the death of a loved one. I'm not talking to people who have endured um, the, the tumultuous sickness of a loved one or themselves. I'm not talking to people who are dealing with a level of depression or anxiety or mood disorder that is clinical and that has been triggered or that is situational and that has been triggered. I'm not talking to them because they have something viable happening. I'm talking to a group of people I'm going to get more and more real on these podcasts and the things that I write because we have to. 
I'm talking to people who, and I just did a post on contradictions and prophecies. I'm talking to people who live in the contradiction. I'm talking to people who live in fear. You could go over there and live in your fear and that's fine. That's how you're going to navigate your life. Eventually, hopefully you'll come out of that and you'll not want to live in that fear anymore because a lot of that is being done away with. Hopefully you'll want to come to the point where you can do what's productive for you. I'm not asking you to produce or move at the level that someone else does. I'm always asking you to move and produce at a level that is good for you. Likewise, for those who are moving and producing, don't feel pulled back or held back or don't feel guilty for wanting to move. Don't feel guilty for that. This this energy is highly supportive of you doing so. So I just wanted to kind of throw that out there because I keep seeing that somebody has to speak to it. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's people who are listening who don't like it. I mean, it is what it is and don't like what I said or don't agree that's how life is um I'm just gonna speak to what I'm being told to speak to and um it's gonna be for that message is gonna be for the people that it's for I no longer um in my practice feel like I have to coddle people or you know soothe things because like I see people do posts on Facebook and they'll be like I need advice okay be nice no, I'm gonna say what I gotta say. Um, like, why do I have to? Why do you have to preface everything by saying, "Be gentle, be nice"? You know what? Transformation is not gentle and it's not nice. And there's a lot of truths that need to be unveiled. And sometimes people don't like the truth. We are here as spiritualists to be truth tellers and help people to navigate this appropriately. So there's always gonna be times where I say things that you don't necessarily like, but you'll be fine. So, uh, North Node and Gemini, we also have Mercury moving into Gemini this month. That Mercury and Gemini is as a home placement. Um, we're really seeing an uptick in technology, like I said, and how we connect with each other. So this is how Instagram is seeing astronomical numbers with lives. Um, things have got to change because going towards the age of Aquarius, things have to change. But we're seeing that spark right now. Um, There's a a space of us acting in logic and discernment. Um, We really need to have clear communication of our demands. But Mercury in Gemini is pretty eloquent as well. It's pretty curious energy. Um, There's a lot of upgrades that have to happen to communication as a whole and how we do things as a whole. We won't uh, do anything the same with technology, which is different for people who've always had technology. I'm 41. I come from having a case quarter in my pocket and having to have my friends pull over so we could pay somebody or answer a a call on the, on the, you know, pay phone. So I, I come from a life where, I mean, you just didn't have cable like my grandparents had cable and that was a luxury they had cable during the summer when we came and then they cut it off um because it was it was a luxury I come from having to dial a thousand numbers on a calling card to dial long distance because long distance wasn't you know you just didn't have long distance so 
For some of us, this shift in technology is exhilarating because we've seen shifts in technology before. And there are some people that this is all they've ever known. So it may be a little bit uncomfortable um, because you've always lived with the level of things just kind of being at your fingertips. Um, we also see this month Mars move into Pisces. Um, Mars moving into Pisces is interesting energy because Mars is warrior energy. Um, it's also our libido. It's our raw, passionate drive and energy. Moving into Pisces, um, we're moving through this cycle that is this is part of what launches this next awakening coming. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, I say that humanly. As a psychic, I already see spiritual warfare is, is here. We've been in the midst of it. We're going to have a lot of people who come out as intercessors and prayer warriors. Um, you may see a lot of people um, like become deacons or figure out ways to uh, serve within a religious structure that also fits who they are. Um, so what I mean by that, we're not going to church every week, but you may see people who are, um, doing intercessory work by doing Facebook lives. Um, I've seen a lot more people share their church services, um, online on Sunday. Like I'm scrolling through today and I see nothing but people's church services. There's a space of, um, prayer warriors and intercessory work that's happening you're going to see a lot more people praying for other people and people going to prayer as a first thing openly people have always prayed this is going to be open very very open um which is exhilarating we need it uh venus goes retro and gemini this month um venus went retro two years ago in 2018 i actually did a tweet at that time that ended up going viral which was really really cool um i would see it and people like revised the tweet and everything to you know but i saw my stuff at the bare bones of the tweet so it was actually kind of interesting but venus is going retro in gemini we're going to be reshaping the values of love um re-exploring what is love because during this transformation people are going to start to experience some of the different kinds of love we need to also look at how we connect in that energy um what do you find pleasurable and how has that worked for you like the things that bring you pleasure are they actually fulfilling you are they fulfilling or are they surface that's what we're going to be looking at um, during this Venus and Gemini. We need to reshape the values on love because so many people have not experienced just a pure form of love, not even in friendships, um, which I find difficult. Mercury then at the end of the month moves into Cancer. We're going to be speaking with empathy. Um, making sure that Mercury having rulership um, moving into Cancer, which has rulership by the moon. We want to be intuitively guided 
and understand that when you manifest your your current state in life is a manifestation of your words and your thoughts. With so much Gemini energy this month, we're looking at how we're thinking and how that drives how we move. Now, we have the full moon uh, in Scorpio um, coming up on the 7th of May. So that Scorpio moon is fixed water sign ruled by Pluto. This is depth of passion and just emotion that helps us to be able to create. I want you to really look at the difference between your sacral energy and your sensual sexual because they're, they're different. And what I see a lot of people do is get that confused. I have men who come to me and think that they want to take me on a date, but really what they need is for me to teach them. They see the God in themselves in me. And so my job is to help them birth that new side of them. Birthing energy can look sensual sexual, or sexual. It can look very sexual, but it's really sacral energy, which means that there's a space of growth and incubation period that should occur so you can transform um, and come out different and evolved. Um, so you want to measure your current progress and obstacles um, from this last like five to six months, going on six months, this last five months, like measure your progress and goals at this point with this Scorpio energy, the Scorpio full moon, because it's going to help you set the stage for how you really want to be able to move forward. Um, Scorpio moons have a flair for drama, um, but there are beginnings and endings that need to occur here. So this is a perfect time to go ahead with that Pluto retrograde and Capricorn, the perfect time to go ahead and say, let me not revive this because all it's going to be is a zombie. You don't need zombies rolling around around you. You need things that actually bring you life and sustain sustainable life. So new moon in Gemini coming up. I talked about um, the Gemini story, the Gemini mythology before, but it's the twins, Castor and Pollux. Um, Castor was not immortal. Their mother was Leda. Um, she was married to the king of Sparta. And so Castor is uh, the king of Sparta's son and Pollux is Zeus's son. Zeus is always running around with his dick out, like just enticing people like all the time. So he's out here just Johnny Appleseed spreading it everywhere. Um, but basically Castor dies after being shot in his Achilles heel because he's not immortal. Um, they actually show up in the story of Jason and the Argonauts. Um, and therefore, uh, the twins, sailors, it's said that sailors kind of look for their constellation um, in the sky. And on a night when they set sail, if you can see the Gemini constellation, it's a space of, um, it's an omen of good travel. Castor is um, kind of over animals and Pollux is like this warrior. But the Gemini twins have a space um, of energy for beautiful aesthetics as well. Um, thought power and just how you control and navigate things. So we want to set goals with the new moon, set intentions. You don't want to be so controlling of your thoughts because Gemini is, is mutable air energy. That means it likes to move around, ruled by Mercury. You don't want to control your thoughts. But you also don't want to be rash and hasty. 
because that doesn't help your focus. So how can you just kind of organize overall this month? So because we talked about Pluto, Jupiter, and Saturn all being in retrograde and saying just because you can, should you? Um, The sun moving into Gemini is also super important because it helps us. Well, first, the sun moves into Gemini on May 20th at 9.49 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So I do this every month. If a child is born May 20th, 2020 at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, that child is a Taurus. If a child is born at 9.50 a.m. May 20th, 2020, Eastern Standard Time, that child is a Gemini. So we want to take the next 30 days in Gemini energy to learn something new because Gemini energy um, connects us to all aspects of the, of the mind. It's curious, it's energetic, it's restless, needs some variety. And this is where they can kind of be hasty in thought because they're out kind of being these social butterflies. But really with this new moon coming up in this next 30 days, you're going to ask that question again. Just because you can, should you? Because we have a focus this month on building and, and organizing the collective because all of this transformation is taking place. There are people who are awakening. We have to kind of set the stage for them to feel comfortable, um, move as, as comfortable as possible as you can during transformation to move into next steps. Because the survival of the fittest thing is real. I've been talking about it for over a year. And now I'm seeing stuff where people are like, Darwinism this, yada, yada, yada. Well, it's real. There are going to be some people, and this has always been a fact of life, but once again, it's one of those things that I say and people are like, "Uh, they don't really care for it, but this is what it is. Everybody can't go. Everybody can't hop on this train. So it's very equivalent to when you go to college. um, Like you can start with the class of, let's say 2020. Um, But it doesn't mean that you graduate with the class of 2024. You may stay till 2025. There are some people who graduate with the class of 2024, but they started um, in 2019. So you're going to start from different places. You're going to end in different places. Your progression is personal. It's your own personal development. So don't feel rushed by any means when I say that, you know, because it's not about being left behind. Being left behind kind of says that there's this competition where you have to move at a certain rate. It's not the rate in which you move, it's the fact that you need to move. So we can't be bogged down with that. And you, this is how people will look at other people and start mimicking what they're doing and then get all the way out of pocket with what they're supposed to be doing with their own purpose. This is how you get sidetracked. Um, and distracted because you're trying to move at a pace that has nothing to do with you. You're looking at other people and saying, oh, well, she's successful over here doing this. I could do that. And then you tap in and ain't nothing working. It's because you're not following your own design and your own direction. So I really want you to understand how to connect because part of that connectedness is connecting to your own personal spiritual army, your own personal team. Not everybody connects with their ancestors. Y'all got to stop. Some people connect more with their spirit guides. Some people connect more with the archangels. You need to figure out what works for you. 
Does everybody's ancestors around? Yeah, I believe that. But should everybody be tapping into their ancestors? No. Because some of y'all have some whack-ass people. You don't want to tap into your murderous great-grandma. Who was a mean, wretched bitch. (laughs) Why are we tapping into her? Because you know what? On the other side, she's still a mean, wretched bitch. She's got some karma to work through. And we don't know if she's worked through that in however many years she's been dead. So we don't want to go tapping haphazardly into ancestors. We want to make sure that we sit down on our own personal journey and tap where we're supposed to tap. This is all part of being purposeful. We can't just do what everybody else is doing or do what you found online. I I get people, um, because I have a, a women's group and people are like, oh, I found this online. Should I do this? Not necessarily. What's good for you? And then when I ask that question, they don't know. So this is about tapping into your own spiritual team so you can get where you're supposed to go. Everybody has a blueprint. If you have your date of birth, time of birth, exact time of birth, and your place of birth, we can do a natal chart that helps you to figure out exactly what your grand design is. So you go do that. We don't want you out here, like kind of everywhere, taking steps backwards because you feel you know that you don't have the direction that you need so may is going to be super pivotal um i want to say intense but i think things are intense as it is already so i'm not going to use that word i'm going to say pivotal i think that um, defines it a little bit more because as we enter june there's going to be more pivotal Um, energy that is going to take us exactly where we need to go so thank you guys for tuning in I spent a little bit more time on this cosmic forecast than I usually do but I feel like there's a lot that we have to talk about Um, I'm really excited for where things are going Um, sending blessings and prayers out to all that may have um, experienced anything with COVID or have lost any family members Um, just sending you guys prayers and love um, if you're not able to pray for yourself we're here to help you with that because it's uh, a very difficult time and it's difficult for the collective as a whole it's difficult to watch people enduring that and understanding what humanity is going through but we will go through and we are going to come out on this other side Um, this is a good time to prepare for that I've been, if you've been working with me, I've been preparing y'all to get to this point and then still work through the other side. But if you need to start preparing now, feel free to contact me because that's what I'm here for. I'm doing 21 day challenges. They're not just for the women. Um, 21 day challenges. There's going to be one each month for this quarter. I decided not to do the 90 day because I feel like we need to chop things up because the air is so potent right now and there's so much happening. So, um, Contact me if you're interested in doing the May 21-day challenge. It's three weeks. Three weeks helps to change a habit. So we're going to look at the way that you think, look at the way that you move, and kind of undo some patterns. Um, But contact me if you're interested in that. I have some other things coming down the pipeline as far as webinars go. Um, And I'm making sure to open up in 2020 so I can encompass my guys. I have... um, At least 45% of my clientele are men, men of color, black men, and I'm excited and I'm proud to be able to say that 
because black men are out here doing their work. They don't get the credit for doing it and they don't talk about it loudly, but I can honestly uh, confirm for you that black men are out here doing their work and they come regularly and they like to see change. And so um, I'm gearing for 2020, second half of the year to have things opened up so I can start working number one with my men who have spiritual gifts because you guys are super powerful. So I think some of my men who have spiritual gifts are more powerful than some of the women that I work with. And I want to really um, target that and, and um, cultivate that. Um, so I'm opening things up a little bit more um, so I can make sure that I'm talking to everybody because the word doesn't discriminate between men and women. The word is the word. So thank you guys for joining in today to coconut oil stardust and dope vibes make sure you guys check out the website shop love lux l-u-x-e for all of your um, spiritual gifts and items i want to make living in a high vibration a lifestyle i don't want this to be something that you go to um, because you need help or because you're in fear i want you to maybe start that way and then get up every day with this eventually becoming a habit and becoming a lifestyle. If you need to message me, feel free to email me 3Lovelightlucid, L-U-C-I-D, at gmail.com. And as always, I'm on Instagram, love and fairy, F-A-E-R-Y, magic. Talk to you guys soon. I'll have some other podcasts coming out this month. Um, well, in May, um, with more info, please make sure you guys share. It helps a lot to just, um, help to share the podcast, share any of the posts that you love. Um, liking is wonderful. Sharing is even better. 